0: Down, down, down. doing welcome to Base Agenda. Nice packed three hours of great music for you this month. Two great guests. First up in part one, a great Belgian artist, been making music for a long time and like a lot of people we get here on Bass Agenda, probably doesn't get anywhere near the recognition she deserves. Mariska Neerman makes some really beautiful music, techno, electro, a few things in between. One of those producers that doesn't put out a huge amount of music, but when she does, she really makes it count. So we're going to be talking to her, listening to a load of tracks from her, including some forthcoming stuff. And of course, checking out her influences a few other bits and pieces too. In part two, a really cool DJ, someone I've uh, been meaning to get on the show for a long time now. Really good to finally get around to it. Acel, been DJing a long time, also a producer in his own right. Also founder of the infamous Dodo Club For those of you who ever got down there On that barge on the Thames in London Great venue and always a great lineup. And Sean was one of the brains behind that And a regular player there of course So got some great stuff from him later on for you too Back end of the show Gonna have a quick sort through the promo box Got some really nice stuff for you Some New Galaxian Some Gab Gatto Been remixed by DJ Stingray some new null pointer, a few other bits and pieces as well. Got a lot to get through, gonna let the music really breathe on this one in part one. Mariska Nieman makes music that needs to be listened to from start to finish. Some real craftsmanship. I'll chip in every now and again. Other than that, enjoy the ride.
1: music. My dad is a big music fanatic and he used to take us to all kinds of concerts from when I was really small. Uh, Yeah, lots of jazz and funky music and stuff like that. Um, But what I really loved to do as a child was to sing and to make up songs. I just did it all the time and I would for example make a song And I would teach them to my sister, then I'd make a second voice for it, I'd teach it to my other sister, and then I would make something on that, and I just love to be creative with music, and and, uh... then, as I got in my early teens, I discovered electronic music, Uh, I discovered a lot of artists like uh, Orbital, Pled, Rexia, Doppler Effect, and I was like hooked on the sound. there was this radio show in Belgium called Switch every uh, oh, yeah. Saturday night, I think, and I would listen in my room and record on cassette tapes every track that I liked. I was I was still very young; I was like 12 or 13, but I'd go to the store and get the outsoon music magazines, and I would just dream of like the day where I would be able to like go out and party. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah
1: the time I mean I don't listen to a lot of radio now but at the time we definitely did I discovered some really good music through that. Mm. And, um, I mean for example let's say uh, Orbital. I, yeah. I lived in this kind of small town in Belgium but we had mm. the, library. the library. The library had CDs and they had like most of Orbital CDs and stuff so I discovered yeah. a lot of music through there. The moment that I wanted to start making music I thought first, when I was like 15 or 16 years old, like I want to be a DJ. I want to be at parties, I want to be a DJ, then mm. I got uh, the equipment to DJ and quickly I realized like, oh, <laughs> this isn't it, <laughs>
2: like,
1: <laughs> this, is, this is fun, but I need to I need to create something myself. Right. And, and only when I was 18 then did I start uh, with just messing around with uh, Fruity Loop Studio and just, you know, making mm. some things and, and started there i've always had a certain type of sound but i i mm. guess call it more kind of detroit even though yeah. i did not really plan on making anything or i wasn't even kind of aware of what kind of sound i was making mm. just and commented like oh you're actually you're like making detroit techno i'm like what <laughs> i don't know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um I never i never want to recreate or stick to a genre or whatever but mm. The tracks that came out then uh, had more of that feel to it, and then later more electro, but it still switches. much music and I guess like a lot of people I got a bit trapped in the anxiety and the fear and like very isolated and I mean it's it's kind of hard you still have to continue functioning in society and not not really having the opportunity to process everything also I live by myself I was just like I was not really in a good place and then contacted me and he said that he was putting together this uh, various artist project uh, not Don't be afraid, I don't know, just the title inspired me, Mm. and I went home, Mm. I think the same day I kind of started and I made this track in two days, and it just, it was was like such a creative relief, let's say, Mm. because I get anxious, it's hard for me to make music, and the the longer I wait, the, the, the less it's like even possible for me to like get on the computer and get started. But
2: mm-hmm.
1: some ince- uh, incentive, and it felt amazing, and I am very happy with the results. Um, mm, you
0: should yeah, be. it's really good. Mm, very
1: nice. My creative process is intuitive, so mm. I think uh, your inner guidance system is like is your intuition, your gut feeling that you oh, yeah. should follow. And in the context of Corona. Uh, I would say, <laughs> I would say that maybe we've had a bit too much of media and too much news and kind of the tunnel mm, Definitely. And I think if, if we if we allow ourselves <laughs> to rely a bit more on our, our gut feeling, our intuition, mm. relax during that time, we would feel more flow, creative energy, you know. ear from since childhood from listening to a lot of, of different music
2: right. um,
1: and the way I make music is also by first finding a sound that intrigues me so if I find a beautiful chord or like a, a pad that really inspires mm. me, I can go from there mm. sometimes it's that way but sometimes I also have like a baseline in my head and start from there but um yeah. To me, it's important to find sounds that I personally, personally really find interesting, mm. and I don't really go off on like, oh, these sounds are electro sounds or whatever. Or, or I, yeah. I don't know in advance what I'm going to make, you know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, it's very mm. intuitive. It's mm. more based on uh, either the sounds that i that I'm finding just by looking and experimentation or by melody I might have in my head. So I, I, I have a melody in my head, but I don't know yet what kind of beat will go with that. I know, for example, maybe like a BPM range, but mm. that, that's all I know. I don't know yet. Is it going to be broken beat? Is it going to be 808, nine? Uh, I, I don't know all of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that I can really stay true to myself and my own sound. I, I mm. like that. Um, when people ask me what do you make, I find it very hard to
2: <laughs> to yeah, <make> yeah.
1: <laughs> what genre I make. And I'm I'm actually I'm very happy that I'm not trying to base my sound off from other artists or a certain period in time or whatever. It just it does have some kind of nostalgic quality. My music, I feel. So I I like the intuitive part. Mm. The downside from it is that I'm not very disciplined. (laughs) (laughs) I make a track and and I make it in in a day or I don't make music for a month. I I wish I was a bit more structured and disciplined and maybe like premeditated. You're listening to Deep Space Radio. started making music that was like around 2017 to uh, sorry 2007 mm-hmm. 2000 I put all my music on MySpace. I actually uh. like MySpace because you had the option to put your music on there mm. and you add your top friends and you could you could discover a lot of different artists. Mm. In MySpace. And yeah. um, I of course I added like the Musicians I'm interested in, you know, I added Doppler effect. I added stingray, etc. Etc And I noticed (laughs) That I was like in DJ stingrays top friends for like a few months and I was like what we never spoke like this is weird I'm just (laughs) Random kid from Belgium and then one day he contacted me and said that he liked my music And that he wanted one of the tracks for the Urban Tribe project, so I was, yeah, of course, yeah. So that was was actually the first time I I released something on vinyl. Mm. Yeah, so that was that was quite that was quite nice. Yeah, they didn't change anything; they just uh, you know did the mixing and mastering. Mm -hmm. But the composition, the sounds, everything is just as as I gave it to them. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's quite slow, Um, I like the sequencer that I put in it, but now when I listen back, I mean, I listen to the drums in the track, and it's just like kick, snare, kick, snare. Like, it's... (laughs) Then again, it's what I made at at 18 or 19 years old when I just got started with music. It does work with with the rest of the tracks, the the, the bass line and the, the sequencer that's like kind of more heavy. So uh yeah exactly. yeah <laughs> yeah inspiration comes more easy when you feel good and relaxed. (laughs) I get inspiration from it could be anything really Hmm. but when I feel when I feel laid back happy if I go to the beach or something like that or I had a really nice conversation with a friend or something that kind of opens my heart you know when I feel in love I feel very creative Uh, so a lot of Tracks I make when I when I feel kind of like in love with someone, it's an emotional thing. Music making music is a very personal thing to me, so I can't say like, oh, uh, these kind of topics uh, inspire me, or that these those documentaries inspire me, or whatever. No, it's just pure purely based on how I'm feeling. <laughs>
3: This is base agenda. It's okay. You are now deep underground. You are safe here.
1: said you should pick this one because it's his favorite <laughs> uh, okay but um, uh,
0: and now you've got to try and think of a way to explain why it's important to you exactly, exactly.
1: <laughs> um,
0: I mean we can blame <laughs> Phil if you want as as, I don't
1: mind
0: doing that on it <laughs> um,
1: why did I pick this track I mean I, I have to say I think I think it's a it's an interesting track because I think when it comes to like uh, effects, dynamics, and stuff—it's stimulating for the ears. It kind—it kind of bounces, you know, in your headphones. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I—I I don't have much more of an explanation for that. To be honest, I don't have a lot of words or even stories behind my music. Title or kind of like mm. finding your way back to yourself, reconnecting to yourself. You know, we life is uh, is challenging sometimes. We'll have uh, experiencing experiences that are challenges, and it's important to come back to to yourself always. Mm. And in the in a more romantic context, I would say when I thought of finding our way back home is also two people being separate and finally finding their way to each other mm. and. I love kind of being the home, you know? Um, I guess I'm quite introspective. Um most of all it's like I mean I can't I can't put words to I can't put words to music. I I'm finding track titles I think is the hardest thing. Yeah, or even finding yeah. visuals for my music. Like I don't know. For me it's like it's up to the interpretation of the listener. Mm-hmm. Uh, for sure There's, there's not really a, a, a story That I want to tell with my music It's just It's what I'm feeling in the moment And people can make their own story Right? Mm-hmm. So, for example With with uh, some tracks that I make When I close my eyes One day I see like a, I see like Undersea scenery But mm-hmm. the day I might listen to the track And I see myself on a <laughs> on a voyage in, in outer space, you know?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I get you.
1: <laughs> or somewhere in nature. Like, it always changes, so... Mm.
3: Listen to me. What we do here, it's fucking essential. It's like oxygen. The world's dying of a thousand heart attacks. We... Heal them up. It's a goddamn public service what we do. It's not, it's not, that's the only reason to
0: make music. So far we've been listening to Mariska Nierman's own material. Time to take a dive now into some of the uh, tracks that inspired her, influenced her, got her fired up about electro and electronic music. First track is from Dynarek, from his incredible user Input album track called Pentagon Deflector.
1: many artists I've been um, inspired by you know the the more major artists in Electro that we all know and love so I wanted to choose one that uh, is maybe a little bit lesser known or something I mean I love Dynorex music and his albums especially back in the days when I started listening to him I listen to those all the time especially on my way to work you know it's still dark out you need to take the metro really early they always they always got me in the best mood Uh, especially pentagon deflector her sensation like the user input and overland traveling are such great albums and they definitely they they gave me the drive and like the motivation to mm-hmm. make my own music. Even though my music is totally different, mm-hmm. it just yeah, sure. uh, it just was a major inspiration to me. And mm-hmm. I listened to these albums like <laughs> many oh, yeah. times. Yeah. listening experience to me I put on this album first track and I listened to the end yeah. and I feel that uh, these days not many people are still still have that that ability to make an album that you want to fully listen to from beginning to end yeah. and uh, the, the, the album insights is is I think the the album that I played the most in my in my early teens because I was just fascinated mm-hmm. it's kind of It's a a little bit psychedelic, it's very experimental, and what I loved about the music is that you can listen to a track 20 times and still discover new sounds in them. And Mm -hmm. I -hmm. think they're incredibly talented and and their older stuff is just amazing. So, this album, Insides, and this track, Out There Somewhere Part 2, is kind of part mm. of the soundtrack of my life. I, I, I love it as much now as I did when I was like 13 years old. <laughs>
2: This is Carl Finlow and you're listening to Base Agenda.
1: Digitally, I mm. still do. I still use Fruity Loops. Uh, I'm actually kind of learning Ableton right now as we speak uh, yeah. because um, I think if I want to do live sets, it has. I have more options. Mm. It's easier to work with that way. Yeah. Um, so I just want to expand a little bit. Um, but yeah, I've always worked. Um, some people are kind of. Elitist about it and are like all about hardware and mm. collectors and stuff like that and have a lot of respect for it. But for me, I think I can create tracks that are uh, good quality without needing all of the analog. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of time when I tell people that I work with FL Studio, they're like, "Oh, you you made this in Fruity Loops?" And I'm like, "Yes. <laughs> I don't know. It's <laughs> it's a good program. I know other artists who use it. So yeah, it yeah. For me." <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, well, exactly. It's whatever works for you, isn't it? At the end of yeah, the day. Yeah.
1: Track to me has everything that I would want in an electro in a, in a modern electro track. Uh, it tells a whole story. You can close your eyes and you go on a whole journey. It tells mm-hmm. a story. It's very elegant in the melodies, the mm-hmm. layering, you know, some the volume and the it, it. It's it's a it's a complex track. You know, it's someone who put a mm-hmm. lot of thought and effort in the track. You have to be a very talented musician mm-hmm. to pull off a track like that. You have tracks like that that you can just put on ten times. I love when you have layers that sound very uh, complex but are simple at the same time, that uh, open up a lot of like emotions or feelings that are completely up to interpretation of mm-hmm. the listener, and That's that feel... there's like a, a force behind them, but at the same time they're very elegant. And I like when when music like uh, electro or any kind of electronic music is powerful, but at the same time very elegant. Mm-hmm. track just kind of blows my mind um, because of the sound design first of all Uh, it has some like IDM-ish elements to it it's like Mm. very it's very stimulating for the ears and the brain (laughs) yeah it it, it has less melody than other tracks that I would pick Mm. Um, but it's just yeah it's it's it has so much power and drive and Mm. amazingly uh, brilliant was also one of those albums that I, th- I feel that you can keep listening to there's a, there's a drive to it that just I don't know it's forward movement in this track um, mm. Mm. Yes. I just I yeah, just yeah. really appreciate his music and his style and I also think he's a very nice person
0: yeah <laughs> um, yeah he is a nice guy
1: yeah. yeah yeah so I mean I met him back in the day like in 2010 asked me to play in London um, with uh, DJ Stingray, Convection, Lego Welt was there. I was mm-hmm. really young and very strong. <laughs> um, I got to meet Emil a little bit and uh, his wife Joe, and uh, I don't mm-hmm. know. Just I, I have a, I, I have I have a warm heart towards them. You know, I think they're amazing. Sure. So, and I think their music, their music is his. His wife Joe is also a very good uh, producer. I think they're both both incredibly talented, so the Storm Control EP is definitely one that I listened to uh, a lot in the past year, yeah. This
0: is Part 43 and you're listening to Base Agenda.
1: Very small country. Mm. I don't think we have much of an electro scene. I think uh, we have some mm. good techno artists. You know, we have a, a few clubs that are decent. I think the music that is played the most in uh, Belgium is what we would call business techno.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <All> right, okay. <laughs>
1: but I mean, Brussels is such a great place to travel to and from. You know, so Mm. if you want to check out a a nice artist, it's not that difficult to go to Amsterdam or to Mm. Paris or even to London if you have the time and money. Yeah, (laughs) Um, yeah. But I mean, there there are cities that are way more vibrant, but luckily, you know, Belgium is not in the middle of nowhere. (laughs)
2: Yeah.
1: Of course, I mean, I don't live in a very big town, you know. Mm. Where I live, I don't think there's much of a electro scene at all. I would like to see more of that, definitely. Obviously, <laughs> um, I mean, I, I didn't know his music that much, but I discovered it, I think, in 2019, uh, late two- 2019, and then last year, I started listening more, and um, this track, Nanotechnology, and this, uh, I think, Machine Funk 4 came out uh, last year uh, in... Uh, October when we were kind of starting, you know, getting feelings for each other. And I was I was on a holiday in Greece by myself, you know, just chilling from the
0: mm.
1: pandemic st- stress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Finally having like a few a few days to myself and I just I just gravitated back towards that track. I think I put it on 20 times. I mm. I think it's really... it's it's funky, it's fun, I like the lyrics. The whole whole uh, Machine Funk project is just so fun. I think there's a certain lightness and playfulness to his music that we don't hear in a lot of techno anymore. It's very light, playful, but also very funky, you know? It's, it's very yeah, yeah. uplifting electronic music. I don't think that a lot of people make music like like he does you know i think in the electric mm. a, a more of a fixed format al- al- almost but mm. um his music is just yeah it's just playful if you if you're like in a bad mood or something listen to some signals and you'll feel better
0: <laughs> i do think though listening to some of the tracks you've chosen and and his stuff, i do think you kind of both occupy you're in a similar universe sound-wise at times, I think. Is that, is that fair to say?
1: I think that's fair to say. I think that's also yeah. part of like why we built such a friendship first and had such a good connection, because mm. music-wise, we really get each other
0: 100%. One more track to come from Mariska Nieman, then we're going to get into that guest mix from Acel.
1: Maria's Klage. It's German for Maria's Lament. Um, so that was for a project for uh, Electro Records. Alex mm. Stark. Uh, he did. Um, well, he he gathered all kinds of electro artists to make a project uh, based on science fiction movies. So every yeah. artist got assigned a movie and had to make uh, an album based on the movie. Actually, he already had enough artists for the project, but he asked me if I wanted to contribute and make a seven inch, so just two tracks uh, for Mm -hmm. the project last minute. And I was, of course, very interested to
2: uh,
1: to partake in that project. So uh, my movie was Metropolis. Maria's Klage is, it's really, it's definitely my style, but it has some more. Electro experimental sounds, but I wanted to combine that mm. also the Kind of like the pain that Maria is feeling turned into a robot, etc So mm. there's there's my voice a little bit in the background floating and it just has mm. kind of Like a I think powerful feminine feel to with
2: mm. it's just realize.
1: some like oohs and ahs in the background. It's like very yeah funny. That was the first time I did it, but oh, okay. actually I have um I have an EP coming out later this year or somewhere next year for mm-hmm. Lost People Records and I, I'm doing a few tracks where I'm actually singing in them or like doing oh, cool. uh, vocoder stuff yeah, so yeah. I wanted to experiment a bit with that as well and it's actually really fun. <laughs> For Alex Stark, uh, as well like a solo EP, okay. um, electro transmissions. But this one is still a work in progress, so mm. it's it's gonna take <laughs> it might take a while because I want to deliver something <laughs> really good. Yeah, and sure. So just like uh, some VA projects, so you know, so a few mm. albums with just like one of my tracks on them. Mm. Things are just starting to open back up, you know venue and club wise etc and like right now i don't have a live set put together sure. but i would hope that by 2022 i have mm-hmm. like a few sets that i can work with my issue in the past was that people asked me to the live sets and i was like i was not ready or i didn't have the mm-hmm. right i just want to be ready i want to be prepared so mm-hmm. that i can uh, can play live music definitely
0: stuff from Mariska Neerman love and thanks out to her make sure you check out her back catalogue keep an eye on those releases she mentioned that are coming up in the future and I highly recommend checking out her latest release on HC Records called Finding Our Way Back Home you heard some of that earlier on in the show now it's time to get into that mix excellent DJ Acel from the UK an hour of the good stuff for you to base agenda.
1: You are listening to Base Agenda.
0: from Acel, love and thanks out to him. A few technical issues and various uh, things got in the way for a, for a time there this week, so uh, really pleased he managed to get this together for us. Really great stuff, love you mate. Check him out on SoundCloud, tons of mixes on there, plus he's got some releases coming up soon. Got about a half hour left, so I'm going to slip into the promo box. First up, going to turn our attention to a fantastic Various Artists release, Gek, the man behind Atslan and Narwhal. Has a great new compilation coming out, features a number of really cool artists, special compilation too because it's raising money for a center that looks after disabled children in Mexico. Really great artists on there and we're going to check out uh, 3 tracks from that in this section. Kicking off with Alien Sex Toy, then into Orlando Vaughn, and then into Galaxian.
3: Category A is rather a certain field reaction of the researcher to an intensive period of personal interaction with each of his potential subjects. There is also, therefore, the element of an aesthetics of human form in the Category A system of subject classification. of the existential organic approach to the sciences, long before his work in the socio-chemistry of the erotic achieved its present international eminence. The category A classification is the existential organic methodology put into practice. Complexity is of the highest possible order. The nature of erotic research requires that the sexual emotional involvement of the researcher with each subject be taken to its farthest possible extreme. This way that the researcher in whose consciousness the total mosaic of his particular research project exists in each of his subjects a color, a texture, and a shape. Can divine in each of his subjects a color, a texture, and a shape. within the scientific metaphysics of the aphrodisiast and theorist luther stringfellow
0: promo for you here, long overdue return for Gab Gatto, very nice remix EP featuring remixes from Bass Junkie, Max Durante, Sinistar and this one coming in now, the track SNA, remixed by the mighty DJ Stingray.
3: hydraulics aka ashrock and jimmy the genius straight from the bottom and representing the south and you're listening to the almighty base agenda
0: After uh, DJ Stingray's remix of SNA by Gab Gatto, we had Snarex with Bass Side of the Moon. After that, we had C-Electro, track uh, just called A3 as far as I can tell. Then uh, Jimmy the Genius, back in full effect with a nice monster there, track called Nightmare. And now we're just slipping into uh, Null Pointer, track called Connected from his new release Terminus on Central Processing Unit. Show coming up uh, a track called Sketch 4 by Jalex J-A-L-E-X nice acid jam for ya love and thanks out to Mariska Neerman also out to Acel, of course make sure you support both those guys where you can and of course the artists you've been listening to here in the promo section too I'll be back next month with Kim Cosmic until then keep safe enjoy your weekend and thanks for listening cheers